1: Okay, yeah, we need need to broach Will sending us bodybuilder hardcore porn. (laughs) Because there was straight up hardcore porn scenes in that film. I
2: watched it and I was like, I guess it's just different in England. I'm learning every day.
1: (laughs) This week, we've been watching the film Muscle, written and directed by Gerard Johnson. Stars Caven Clerken as Simon, guy kind of down on his luck bit of a midlife crisis uh, and yeah, hates his job he's kind of neglecting his wife they've moved from london to up north and his wife isn't liking it there and he joins a local gym where he meets terry played by craig fairbrass and falls under the spell of terry and his life spirals out of control from there it's a very english film so i'm, I'm kind of interested to hear what kurt's going to make of this watching it from across the pond well, without co- providing any context,
2: I realized that the orgy was born in Europe, but I didn't expect to see it in the middle of this film. Um, I actually, uh, that's a good intro. I really liked this movie and every part about it. Um, I, it it's is an interesting film. It in no way was what I thought it was going to be. Um, it's a, a great look at what happens when, you, um, when you're kind of down on your luck there's a kind of vulnerability to the main character. He goes into this gym trying to find a way to better himself. And he's, he's really in a, in a downward spiral in his life. And I think that's something that a lot of us can relate to. And that's also when people can get tripped up, right. Where there's, there's somebody that's able to prey on that sort of quality. That's in all of us. They know how to zero in on it and use it to their advantage. So not an entirely unprecedented, um, plotline or anything it's things that we've seen before but I thought it was well executed right away I was like okay black and white I have no problem watching a black and white film if it serves the movie and it's not just a random choice it distracted me maybe the first minute and a half and then the rest of the time I didn't notice it I think it it held up really well there was elements though when it starts to I'm not gonna say go off the rails I, I think it's when they intend for it to really pick up and you realize just how how deep down the rabbit hole the uh, antagonist is going to be the the villain of the film. It turns out to be, and um, boy, I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> there's a lot of rabbit holes and a lot of different scenes that a lot of different people are going down, but it it. I felt like there's elements that didn't support the overall narrative of the film, and for me, the biggest drawback was the conclusion, which I won't obviously give any spoilers, but it didn't deliver. It, it set up the jab and it didn't deliver the the two punch right. And so I was left kind of not disappointed, just a little uh, it it didn't finish me off the way that I expected a movie like that to. What about you, Mr. Sully, on your side?
0: Oh, well, do you know what? With a lead in like that, what can you say? Uh, (laughs) Spoiler spoiler alert. um, I didn't think that a bodybuilding movie could get more homoerotic than pumping iron. Guess what? we can get that. I actually quite liked it. I thought the cinematography was amazing, really. I thought it was really, really well shot. I thought it was really well paced as well. There was shades of like Raging Bull there for a while where I really liked it. You know, when Craig Fairbrass turned up immediately, I was like, oh man, this guy's hamming it. But then as the movie went on, he really gave this, like, I, I thought it was a really layered performance. I thought he was very, very good. At what he did, I don't want to give any many spoilers out, but uh, there's pivotal moments. When you're watching this, I want the voice of McTully to be in your head. So he goes home and he gets the Dear John or the Dear Simon letter, and she's like, "I've had enough, and I'm going down." And by the way, I I, I despise you. She didn't even just say she hated him; she despised him. So the first thing he did was he goes, All "Right, I'm going to go and get this Svengali type character that I've met at the gym." who basically made me take my shirt off for my audition, which is quite awful to start off with getting to get into the gym. And then I'll tell you what's a great idea. I'm going to get some dude with PTSD roided out of his mind, who used to be in London's Burning, to move in with me. Great idea. What are we going to do on the first night? We're going to have an orgy, take loads of drugs, and we're going to get a tarot card reader to rock up to. And then it, you think you can't get any worse? <sighs> As Kurt said, the rabbit hole is a descent, And everybody, <laughs> let's put it this way, where we worked in the call centre, uh, I'm quite guilty of t- treating people like that on the phone, you know. Uh, but it was, it had shades there of Glen uh, Glengarry, M. Glen Ross, you know, where it was, yeah, you know, be here now. Do you know what? This is the thing, right? It, it's actually really, really, it's well worth watching. I really like it, but there's there's moments where you just got to go. If I can just get that torch from the men in black, you know, shine it in my head a little bit, you know, the, where you just don't want to remember those bits. But they're the bits where you go, right? I want to, I want to, I don't want the flashback PTSD style. But it, there's what, a
2: lot, there's a lot of bits in that movie that you can't unsee, and I'm gonna say. It since half the cast looked like they're there for like a, a Mick Tully booth at Comic Con. Yeah, it's a little exactly. disturbing to watch that many Mick Tullys getting uh, that up close well, and personal. <laughs> well, <Kurt>, you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I can look at you the same now.
0: you can't you're completely right, man. I tell you what, there's one there's one moment where they do this over the shoulder scene, and they look, and the guy's there, and he's smuggling sausages at the back of his neck like me. So he's got that, you know. you know when you look at the back of it it looks like it's the
2: pencil holder
0: yeah exactly that exactly that so of course i'm looking at it i'm going that's what the back of my head looks like and then it's like i wonder what i'd look like in an orgy oh i'll find that out i'll uh, i wonder what i look like when i'm really jacked and some guys putting steroids into my ass uh
1: i wouldn't say it's a date movie per se definitely definitely not one to watch with family members like I can't imagine sitting down and watching that with my parents.
0: Nathan, Nathan, I won't lie to you, mate. I'm going back. I'm going back, straight back in tonight for the simple reason that I can't believe what I've seen. So it's one of those, I feel like a serial killer because I'm going back to the scene of the crime to relive it, to see whether or not it was as mad you, you know, so I'm I, I feel you can like, tell like, yourself
2: whatever reason you want for going back to that movie, Mick. Do, 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 but do you know what? <laughs> Cinematic you know
1: research what? aside, <laughs> while I was watching it, I was thinking, I bet Mick knows some people like this loads, loads.
0: Well, this is the crazy thing without going off on too much of a tangent. The relationship, the relationship that Terry has with Simon, that is literally illustrative of nearly. I would say eighty percent of martial arts instructors that I saw in the eighties, easily. And like the like the thing is, good job Simon wasn't a girl because he'd probably end up marrying her. Because that's literally without being out of order, that's how savage that was. I
1: okay, go that that only occurred to you when Kurt was saying about the relationship between the two of them. I did think, oh my god, that has got a lot of a, a lot of parallels in toxic martial arts clubs for sure. Hundred percent. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure I enjoyed it while I was watching it at times, but afterwards I've been thinking about it quite a bit. It's got a lot of parallels with, um, you, you can see a lot of Shane Meadows films in there, you know, a bit of Dead Man's Shoes. 100%. You know, a bit of 24-7. You can see a bit of Ben Wheatley in there. It's like it's in a tradition of British films with working class characters, stuff about masculinity, you know, a darkness, you know, like pitch black comedy, all that kind of stuff in there. Although that's one of the lines it kind of does walk. I think it's down as a thriller, but it's not really got thrills and twists. It's down as a black comedy, but it's not really got that much humor in. It kind of walks a fine line between all of it. But I really did enjoy it. And like I, you were just talking about the like this the sales thing and also the PT and and I did I did like the the, the parallels of that in the film. It mirrored each other. So yeah. when they actually had that guy come in and do the talk for them. And they were saying when you're doing this sales, like it's, you know, it's about greed and it's about image and it's about scarcity and it's about giving them like a, you know, a deadline and all this. And then that he walks in the gym and that's exactly what he's done to him. Yeah. Exact, Almost word for word that's done for him. And he buys the same bullshit that he was trying to put on the phone. And it's almost like some weird karma to him. Um, But I, I do agree with Kurt that it, that open ending was interesting and it makes you think. But I'm not sure, like, without, because it's got that kind of thriller aspect without that that final confrontation without that final twist without anything there yeah it kind of just leaves you thinking about it which is good in a way but it's not very fulfilling at the end
2: yeah did it did it leave you because it's interesting it makes you think but and maybe i'm just not as sharp with film as i'd like to think i am the only thing it made me think is are they for real are they rolling credits right now or the only thing it made me think was you know we're not done yet just because it it felt unresolved as opposed to a lot of this movie has a kind of 1970s style to it like you know i think you mentioned raging bull or or some of these sort of mean streets qualities to it it's it's slow it's methodical it's dark it's brooding it's there's always something that feels like it's just off camera waiting to to happen or or to blow there's there's some suspense there that i thought was really great but to, it's like I don't need closure in a movie like that, but it wasn't the ellipses that it thought it was, in my opinion. It just felt like it kind of stopped as opposed to, you know, uh, sort of seeing its way out the doors, movies like that often do.
1: Well, yeah, those, those kind of endings, it's like, are they going for a thoughtful, thought provoking ending, or right. did they not know how to finish the film? Like, it's I, I don't know. You know, after it finished, I was sat there thinking about it and. Yeah, what it, what was it saying about masculinity? What was it saying about you know the relationships between like mentors and mentees? I, I I did find it interesting enough that I did consider it afterwards.
0: Every single person in the movie had a toxic relationship. You know what I mean? That was the the one that got me. Uh, it it almost is like harking back to like you know movies like Poor Cow, or Real Kitchen Sink, Grim Up North. Is there any is there any sort of closure to this, or is it just literally? that's how awful people's lives are and there's no there's no end to it this is ongoing. Oh, I, def- I
1: definitely I definitely felt that kitchen sink social realism yeah. thing because there's a lot of handheld stuff and it's all inside homes and inside works it's all um you know again that working class thing as well it's just about these people's lives and there's nothing outlandish and big like we're used to in films nowadays yeah. it was it was very small uh, but then when that when it took a few turns that were slightly unbelievable at times um, like they compress some stuff like you know he takes steroids one day and then the next day he's trying to fill someone in with roid rage like some of the, some of the compressed timelines on stuff did make it a little bit less believable but it, you know it, it was a hit in the beats that he wanted to to get you towards seeing his change
2: i think you guys have me convinced a little bit at least regarding the third act is you know if you're looking at the whole film as a metaphor and you're focusing on that you're focusing on what it is they're trying to communicate as opposed to the experience of the film itself you know it's it's a good clean three acts it's a home run at the end it really sends the thing off you know if you're not looking for that and you're realizing like you said especially the handheld in the home quality to it it's that now i will say the ellipses at the end does that's how it feels when you're going through things like that right if, if you've got people in your life that it's really toxic and you're trying to separate and there's this sense of like i don't is this ever going to be done and it does kind no, of I was, I was, give I was, I was some of say, that feeling it, it
0: poses way, more questions you know, on, on the way out and it the, gives uh, answers the, the which it, for me um, i think is great when it comes to film you know it's that whole it, it, you know it's like reading a comic book you know, all the action goes on between that, that white line in between each panel. And uh, the compressed timeline one, uh, totally get what you were saying there, Nathan, but that, 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 when, when he started going crazy, shouting down the phone and everything when he was at work, going from top of the leaderboard to go, yeah, it's just a scam anyway. And it's that point where you're going, mm, maybe the drugs don't work. And then I saw him lifting and I'm thinking, oh no, the drugs do work. And I'm like, oh no, my brain's gone crazy here. But the the one thing I will say is I can speak for Nathan Leverton on this one. We know guys exactly like that. And there's no cliche involved at all. Like uber, uber, uber hyper masculine dudes who like as soon as you as soon as you see them, as soon as the veil slips, yeah, they're 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 just another level. But on the outside, they look like real badasses. But yeah, it it's very interesting. It, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really watch it if I was questioning my questioning my role as a man. Let's put it that way. I watched it, and I laughed my head off. I thought it was great. What I did like was I liked the idea of being able to look at it and go, "Wow, there's 15 different versions of me in this gym." Ah, uh, amazing. Yeah, it's good. It's good.
1: It's a hard one to recommend. You know, you like there are definitely people who are going to hate this film. Yeah. Um, but for the right people who can see, like I said like, I, I like what Kurt was saying about seeing it more as a metaphor and seeing what the subject matter is and how they're kind of trying to represent that rather than it being just a tight kind of thriller or comedy or anything like that 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 closes everything off at the end
2: yeah i think actually in contrast to your point mick it i feel like if you are having issues with defining masculinity 21st century whatever 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 in in regard to the context that you're saying it this film's got something for you to show you look When you take the leash off this thing and it goes too far, sometimes it looks like this. And I feel like to a degree, that's the point they're trying to make, or at least how easy it is to be swept up by that kind of thing. And in the martial art world, in the fitness world, really in so many different parts of the world right now, that's possible regardless of your gender. But obviously this movie is focused in a pretty hyperactive way on masculinity. Um, I would say apart from the fact that it's like, The main character looks like Mick Tully if he walked like Tom Hardy in The Warrior. You know, he's got really good shoulders up swagger the whole time and like a CSW hoodie or something. Other than watching that character participate in an orgy, it's definitely a movie that uh, took me by surprise in a really pleasant way. I happen to be watching it on my iPad in the room with my children, my wife, and then that scene came out of left field. And you know you kind of for you're just in the you're in the zone right watching the movie and had to look over and go oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute about a minute into a a pretty um oh i don't know animated scene i guess we'll say so yeah it's a good caveat to know what you're getting into before you get into it but it's not a movie that you need to just skip over it's worth a look
1: so mick what are we gonna rate this i'm i'm believe it or not i'm out of five i'll give this a solid
0: four and a half Honestly, because it it made me really question everything. It's like, as Kurt said, there. If I, it's like EastEnders. If I see how awful somebody else's life is, therefore it makes my life good. So literally, that's what this movie's like.
2: Like a soap um, opera.
0: Yeah, very, very much so. But I really, I really enjoyed it. A good, solid four and a half. I'll give it because guess what? I would say in in this time of special like. If Netflix, HBO, someone like that bring it out, then great. But for a movie to come out like this, I think it's a really brave move, you know, because it was well-paced, it was well-shot, it was really well-acted, I, I thought. you know, And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the budget wasn't huge, you know what I mean? Because it was the same meatheads they used in nearly every scene. I'm convinced I saw that guy in the squat machine squatting in the orgy as well, but that's a different thing we'll talk about later. But yeah, a solid four and a half. What are you saying, Kirk Cornwell?
2: I agree with you. Four and a half, four and a half inches out of five. Um, it, the whole thing, it's stacked up better than I expected from the first minute or two. Uh, by the end, I was like, yeah, this is a proper film. This isn't just uh, like a run of the mill movie, if the, if you will. Um, they they clearly were going for something. And I think for the most part, they got the message across. As I said before, it left a little bit to be desired. But you guys mostly have convinced me that the metaphor and just the, the overall... I don't know, look of the thing is enough to kind of turn the volume down on on wishing they'd finished it off a little bit differently. Nathan, you know what it takes, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm very much in the same ballpark as you guys. It's raw, it's interesting, it's something that I've enjoyed watching and talking about, but I'm not sure who I'd recommend it to. There's not many people that I would say oh yeah you definitely need to see this film um like if my parents say oh what well, did you watch today i'm not going to mention this film um so i'm going to give it a four out of five a solid solid four out of five okay
0: if you, do, do you mind if i just uh, just because we're all we're all like on the fence here i, I just like to know your thoughts on this because as you were saying, i don't know who to who to yeah recommend this movie uh, this movie to and i'm thinking if i recommend this to certain friends of mine they'd never speak to me again because they they would think that I'm literally saying, You see that? That's you. And I don't want them to think that. Who could you? And what sort of caveat would you give out to this? When you when you when you're lending this, you know, you're gonna lend that movie, that DVD out. You know, when you say to people, watch it, how would you sell this movie?
2: How would I sell it? I was just yeah, distracted by the fact that Will Henshaw, he's the one that sent the movie to us, so he thought there was something we needed to learn. But (laughs) um, thanks, Will. Now, how would I I sell it? Um, You know, I think it's if you've, if the way that I would sell it is if you feel like you haven't seen a proper film in a while as opposed to just kind of a Hollywood style movie. It it has a little bit of a um, uh, nineties like low budget. What's the word I'm looking for? Independent film quality to it. Uh, We had a movie here called Brown Bunny with Chloe Sevigny. And I forget the guy's name who made it. That movie had a lot of uh, similar aspects to it. It was kind of gritty. It was kind of dark. It was sort of about uh, some seedy underbelly qualities or, or parts of town. It also had some one or two hardcore scenes in it, and the movie was widely panned for that reason. And I think Chloe savigny at least here, is gonna has had an uphill battle trying to get past that, uh, as far as her career goes. And I only say that to say I don't know the actors in this movie very well, and so I'm not sure how it affects them, but if i was selling this to other people i would say try to uh, ignore that part unless you think it serves the story and instead just pay attention to the uh, character dynamics the relationships that these guys develop
1: well craig fairbrass who plays terry in it he's known over here for like cockney gangster films and football hooligan type films so i'm not sure gotcha. that there's how much crossover audience there'll be with some of those i don't know what they'll think of this film um I would definitely say, yeah, anyone who's into the kind of 90s indie stuff that you mentioned and anyone who's over here who's into you know, Shane Meadows and Ben Wheatley and interesting indie films that are gritty, working class type stuff, then they might get something out of it. But obviously, I would have to give them the heads up about the hardcore sex scenes and that it is a really raw film. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough sell for a lot of people, I think. A lot of people are, you know, like... Just been watching Marvel films, and especially during this time during lockdown, as well, everyone's watching a lot of light comfort stuff. Uh, it's de- it definitely doesn't fall into that category.
0: That's why I'm going back to taking another look at it because I actually think that the, the whole weirdness uh, that that I think that that's actually a bit of a bit of a you know almost like Hitchcock, Matt Guffey style level thing where it's like we're putting this in to actually make you realise that isn't the weird stuff. The weird stuff was that very bizarre homoerotic relationship that had already started in Terry's head. And it was, all, you know, there was um, without being, being too really, really overthinking this, Nathan, no, there was a comic years ago called Constantine. It was the one that Keanu Reeves did. But there was a character in it called The Family Man, who was a serial killer. And he became a serial killer because his mum and dad went out one night and they said they'd be back at 10 o'clock and they didn't come back until one o'clock. But in his brain, he'd already killed them off, written them all off. And that basically set him on this path. So it's like, when I was watching it, I'm looking at this going, this whole relationship is in this Terry's head already. He's already, this is all going on. And then you see all the weird stuff, I think was actually almost like a diversion to stop you thinking about the weird stuff while watching well no movie.
2: I, I didn't, I don't see it that way at all. I actually felt like Terry, that the whole relationship was a ruse and he was using it as leverage to try to get, I forget the main character's name, but to get him on the job. You're like for me, that was the, the way that I was seeing it is this guy's being, he's kind of getting hustled into doing this France job because something's going to kick off over there. You got to get it dropped off and it's fine if this guy yeah. winds up in the river, nobody cares, you know? And using it as leverage, taking him off his game, even having sex parties just enough to get him kind of like completely out of his element where he's going to be the most susceptible to that influence. That's, well, that's how the, I read but it. That's,
1: that's almost what I was totally about to different say. Movie. That, but that thriller storyline is almost a smoke screen for all the reasoning behind it as well because it's like okay we want to get him yeah. to go to France with a load of boxes we don't know what's in the boxes we never find out we never find out where you no, right. Yeah, we find out oh the guy might have been under a different name and be some real creepy guy who's got these photos and he has to take the photos to the police never see what the photos are never find out anything about it never find out the guy's background like all the bits you would actually get in a film where it's like oh this is the storyline this is like the main yeah. criminal in this the antagonist you find out nothing yeah. about him and he just disappears
2: you know the only thing we find out about him is that he cops to the fact that he went to prison for five years for rape but did he make but that then up later, well? I don't know because later we find out it's not even his real name so he he probably made that up and if he did what a weird choice to go in on unless that's part of the hustle yes yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would you be like? Mm, my part of my background is rape. Like, that's not a big deal. You know, like that's a pretty, that's a
1: big move.
0: I will tell you something. If they do, if they do a part two, it's going to be great, and
1: <laughs> Hey, imagine. Well, that. Anyway, we never, we never really said, but the, the lad in the um the main role of Simon was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, okay, okay, he was he was fantastic. Yeah.
0: He was yeah, so good. It, yeah. it was awesome, man. It was awesome.